Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? I am Iron Man. Welcome to Beyond the Dreams Podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and I have my sister. Christian Alder. And we're here to talk all things Spider-Man. So not all things Disney, because this is technically not a Disney film. This is a Sony film produced by Marvel Studios, which is a subdivision of Disney. So I don't know which way the technicality falls there. Is it or is it not? But uh, we will talk about it anyway. It's part of the MCU. So we'll go over it. Uh, this is going to be spoiler heavy, so we're not going to give a spoiler free thought. We kind of gave just thumbs up or thumbs down on the podcast. So if you're for some reason playing this one by accident right now, turn it off. Uh, because you may not know from the trailers, but a lot of big stuff happens in this that is uh, going to provoke a lot of thought going forward. So this is your last warning. If you get spoiled any time after this, it is your fault. Okay. Wow. What a film. Norman Osborn just killed Peter Parker. Just kidding. See, that was to catch you if you're still listening. But uh, that was not a real spoiler. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, what was your... Uh... Okay. let's. Should we talk about the post-credit now or save that for later? But... Um, let's just talk about it now. I mean, let's just talk about it now. Yeah, what was part. your what was your thought? Because you saw this before me, <clears throat> jerk. So I saw it before you, and I did not know that anybody said that the end scenes were mind blowing. Or... You did because I told you that like three times. I don't know if you were ever paying attention when we were doing other stuff. I was like, oh, the post credit scenes are supposed to be really cool. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but you said cool, but you said <laughs> I said mind blowing. Don't know what it could have been. Because yeah, I had no idea. All that other stuff went on. You said that. Okay. But you didn't say it was like mind blowing or like a huge like. I'm pretty yeah. sure I did, but go ahead. So, anyway, I definitely never thought it was going to be anything that big. So anyway, everybody who's listening should have already seen it, unless they don't care about being. <laughs> yeah, spoiled. they don't care. We got to explain but, it to them. <laughs> but yeah, so basically. In the uh, mid-credit scene, you know, uh, Spider-Man and MJ are uh, swinging around or whatever. He takes her, like, through with the webs and whatnot. And then in... It's Times Square, right? On the... I don't know. I don't know. It's on It's on one of the video either. boards. Uh, breaking yeah, news. it's on one of those video things. We get DailyBugle.net, right? Um, yeah. And it's J.J. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson... As an Alex Jones type of guy, you know, uh, peddling his bullcrap or whatever. And, um, and uh, one, here's what I thought everybody was freaking out about. I'll tell you, here's, here's what I thought everybody was freaking out about. That they got J.K. Simmons to come back as J. Jonah Jameson. I thought that's why people said it was mind-blowing, to be honest. Um, and then... You know, he's like, they play a clip of, you know, uh, so guess what? If you didn't, if you saw the movie but didn't stay through to the credits, you're learning some stuff now. But 
Uh, they have Quentin Beck, who is Mysterio. And he is saying, uh, leaving a message, pretty much saying that uh, Spider-Man is the one that actually caused the drone strikes and he didn't care. And they used, you know, like his illusion tech to make it look like this and also took real footage, etc., from him turning off the drones. And um, then... So you already, at that moment, you already thought, oh, crap. Like, yeah, that's big enough. But... Right. That's what I thought the mind-blowing thing was after they got done the J. Jonah Jameson stuff, right? I was like, okay, this is it. Then, you, you know, they, like, turn to Peter and MJ looking at each other, right? And then they cut back to the billboard and they say, like, we got, you know, that's not all is what J. Jonah Jameson says. It cuts back to Quentin Beck saying his name is, and it cuts out. And then so they, and then, I thought, then you think oh, it's okay, over, right? Okay, like okay, there's video of it, but maybe nobody has it, etc. Then it cuts back to him saying, uh, "His name's Peter Parker," and it shows up a picture of Tom Holland's Peter Parker, and Peter gets to this is going to be a running theme, I think, gets to end the movie with, uh, "What the," you know, and it cuts off before he says it, uh, and he's holding his head like, like oh no. What? Where do they go? Where do they go from here with, uh, with that? Uh, I have some thoughts on where they go from here, but I know you were immediately after this, like, when's the next movie? Uh, when's the next one Spider-Man's in? And to be honest, we just don't know any of that stuff right now. But you know what's awesome about this though i feel like we're really getting into spider-man now right like i feel like he's coming out of the shadow of iron man and we're actually starting to get more of his characters right she's now called mj instead of michelle right uh we're getting j jonah jameson we're getting the daily bugle we got we just had mysterio we got, uh, we got him revealed as Peter Park. Like we're really like it's starting to feel like Spidey's New York now. It's starting to feel real. Like we got Spider Man. Let's move on from the Iron Man phase and and get really into uh, Spider Man. Now, it's interesting you say that because I read another article that said like how much more of Spider Man do we have? Did you know? Like, what are they going to do with this? Because originally the contract signed between Sony and Disney... Ends at this film. He has one more movie left. No, Tom Holland has one more movie left. The deal with Sony ends with this film. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tom Holland signed six movies with Marvel. But Sony and Disney supposedly this is the contract. We don't really know. We we don't you know we don't have the lawyers okay, here. So I, but I Sony there was the there was thing. they said before they have a five movie deal right, two solos, and three team ups. The three team ups were Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame, and you have these these two standalones, Homecoming, Far From Home. I think. Look, what they've said before is that they regret coming out in 2014 and saying, here's all the movies up to 2019. 
they say they regret doing that. And the reason why is because we could never fully appreciate Age of Ultron or Civil War because we just were looking ahead to Infinity War that whole time. You know, you're always like, especially like with Age of Ultron, you're like, okay, let's just get past this. We know it's not a real big threat because we know Civil War's coming up. Just get us the Civil War. That's going to be cool. And you can never really like live in the moment. They said they regret regret doing that. So they've decided, as also a spoiler procedure, right, to not announce anything past Endgame or Far From Home until uh, until this summer. So that way, nobody really knew what was going on in Endgame. Like, if they had announced an Iron Man 4 that took place after Endgame, then you're like, okay, Iron Man makes that out of this alive, right? Yeah, but... Well, yeah, I guess. But I was going to say, but it also threw me off with Black Widow. I thought with her movie coming out, she was a definite safe. I didn't realize that her movie was a right, like a prequel. Right, right. But what this means to me, I think, is that you don't end the movie this way without... They've had to renew the deal. They've had to have renewed the deal without so, telling anybody because they don't want it to be a spoiler. And they're going to instead maybe announce this this summer that they have a, a bigger deal because I know before Tom Holland said he wants to play this until he can't walk anymore. And you have, uh, he said that, and then you have uh, rumors going around that they want a nine-film saga of Iron Man, I mean, of Spider-Man with the first trilogy being uh, high school, the second trilogy being college, and the third trilogy being focused on his adulthood. That's just rumors. We don't know if that's true. But if it is true then that's awesome. And, and uh, I feel like you don't end it this way if there's a chance Sony pulls out from it and then you never get to ever see this again. So, it made a little bit more sense in the other thing that I read because they said that it was three team up, three solo. So, I hadn't heard what you said before. But the other question they were asking is after this next solo movie, you know... Is, is Sony going to start getting too confident because they no. just did really well with the Spider-Verse movie and they did really well with Venom? Do they dare take it over by themselves? No. Because and I'll, I'll tell you why they won't. I'll tell you why they won't. One, because Venom did awful critically, did well financially. But they have another movie coming out called Morbius, which is another Spider-Man villain. Uh that is a vampire that so the same idea focusing. as venom where they right on him. right i think it's going to depend on how if they if they bomb with that one i think they start looking like okay well we can't branch too far out right mm-hmm. spider-verse they can here's the thing sony can have their cake and eat it too you know they they really can they can let marvel continue making these live action spider-man films and they can introduce, they introduce the world to Miles Morales in Spider Verse, but now yeah, they can just bring well. Miles Morales to, uh, to live action if they want a Spider Man. You don't have to have it be Peter Parker. If they want yeah. one, if they want one to face off against Venom or something, they can bring in Miles Morales instead. And you can, because here's, here's the deal with them, right? Is that they get the box office from the marvel films 
but Disney gets the merchandise. That's why this is profitable for both. And the reason why, supposedly, in this book or whatever that somebody mentioned before, the reason in this book that the reason why they had decided to try to make this deal originally was because after Sony's poor performance at Amazing Spider-Man, that, that you know, Amazing Spider-Man 2, Sony was like, all right, we're hurting, right? Then you also have Disney that was like their merch was going down for Spider-Man because of the two movies that people didn't really care for. So now they're like, it was almost a mutual beneficiary, you know, like, hey, we need our merch to go back up. If you if you let us make this movie and we get to incorporate them into this stuff, you get all the box office. But what they also get is Spider-Man and Endgame and Infinity War, which are the two biggest movies of all time, that is free publicity for Far From Home. You know, that like, people are like, oh, there's Spider-Man, I love Spider-Man. Oh, he's in a movie? Let me go see that movie. And that's like free publicity for Sony where they don't even have to market it that much because people are constantly like, what's the next movie? You know? Right. So right. I think it's too beneficial for them to, to cut it back. I, I really I do. I so. Like, I would hope that they wouldn't try to ruin it because it seems to be one that's working so, so well and everybody loves, so why take you know. Why take the risk of having right. another amazing Spider-Man? Nobody understands these characters like Kevin Feige does. So uh, that's why Amazing Spider-Man Two failed. It's because they tried. You know, and Amazing Spider-Man One, while I like it, people, some people didn't, and it's because they tried to make Peter too un- unlike Peter. He was skateboarding. He was doing this and that, and he wasn't Peter Parker. This is Peter Parker. They've updated him to modern times, but they still got the core essence correct. And I love what they've been doing with the villains. These are two of the strongest villains in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Vulture and and, uh, Mysterio. What I love about them are their ties to the larger MCU as a whole... And I think that's what's really cool about having a connected universe that Sony can't do if they yeah. if they were, you know, taking him away. They're able to tie this back in uh, to Civil War with, uh, we don't know his real name. His real name wasn't Quentin Beck. That was the fake name that they came up with for Mysterio's oh, backstory. Right, right. But he was the creator of the BARF technology and he did not like that Tony renamed it Barf. And he didn't like that he used it for his own uh, kind of like psych- psychological uh, welfare, you know, like using it as his own personal psychiatrist or something. And uh, he had a bigger picture for it. Then they backtracked to Peter's Billing- Peter Billingsley character. Uh, he's the guy from, um, he's the little boy from Christmas Story. He's also the guy that you see get yelled at by Obadiah Stane and uh, Iron Man 1 with, you know, Tony Stark made this with a box of scraps in a cave. And he says, well, I'm not Tony Stark. He's the one that's running the the illusions and stuff. And he's the one that gets away at the end. And I, and I think, I'm starting to think that Quentin is dead, but I think that they might use his team to remake his image almost, you know, to kind of haunt oh. Peter. I think that's where they're pretty going with that. Uh, but there's a few ways that they can fix this reveal that P- 
Peter Parker's Spider-Man. One was an interesting way that I just read about that I just heard about on another podcast that is uh, after the Civil War comics because in the Civil War comics he gets unmasked or he unmasks himself uh, as Peter Parker. Um, people the, the way they get around it is Doctor Strange removes that memory from everybody's memory on Earth. Okay, and the way he removes it, he does some sort of magic where he makes a spell. People remember that he unmasks himself, but nobody remembers who it was. The only way they remember is he, if he unmasks himself in front of them again. Then they remember all that stuff. I don't think they're going to go that route. They can, because Doctor Strange is around. He was name-dropped in this movie. But I think the way that they're really going to go around it is that from the other post credit scene, where we saw the scrolls from Captain Marvel, you can have a scroll act like Peter Parker while Spider-Man's in the same room. And I think that dispels it, right? I think that works. Oh. And I see what you're saying. People may still think that P- that Spider-Man's bad, but I think they'll be like, you they know what? It's not Peter Parker though. You know, like that part he got wrong or something. Um who knows? Or maybe maybe this is an I am Iron Man moment and he is always known as Peter Parker. I think that's really tough. I think that's really tough because he's only 16 still. And I don't know how he's going to be able to get through rest of his high school or college without people just constantly coming at him. Right. Or being a celebrity where he can't go anywhere because people will be like, oh, there he is. You know, like, that's going to be, that'd be really tough. So I think it's going to have to get fixed at at some point. Maybe not next movie, but maybe at the end of the next movie or the, after that or something. Um... But yeah, let's speak about uh, the other post-credit scene uh, with. Um, we find out that Nick Fury and Maria Hill were not actually Nick Fury and Maria Hill; they were Soren and Talos from uh, Captain Marvel. And I'm I'm probably gonna go see this movie again tomorrow, to be honest, because Joy has a sensi party she's doing, and I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just go see it again because. I want to pick up on some more clues because there are so many clues to this throughout the movie that you that I just picked up on because I thought they were Easter eggs, but it turns out they were actually um, kind of like giving it away and, and nobody was really thinking about it. There's a part where Maria Hill and Fury, a.k.a. Talos and Soren, are going through a building and uh, I think... Fury says something about like Cree sleeper cells in the area or how they're not supposed to be there. Um, which at first I thought was just like, okay, cool, it's a Captain Marvel reference, like Cree are coming back, awesome. But there's a reason why Talos and Soren would be freaking out about that, and that's because the Cree are hate the scrolls and are always coming after the scrolls, so they're probably like, okay, we gotta watch out for this sleeper cell that's out there. You know, and, and try to get some people to look at it because, you know, they're probably worried about their family and, and their livelihood. Um, and then 
another one is, uh, you know, Peter's asking, well, where's Thor? And you're like, off world. Where's this guy? Off, you know, like busy. I think it was Doctor Strange or something. Busy. And then he says, Captain Marvel. And he says, don't you invoke her name. Um, because she's like a savior to them. And, you know, um, so, uh, that, that was something that like jumped out at me where I'm like, okay, that doesn't sound like Nick Fury, you know? And he was kind of off too. Like Nick Fury was kind of off and being a real jerk a lot of times. Cause I think he was trying to act like Nick Fury, you know, he wasn't actually him. Uh, and I think we also got some really good parts with that too, with, um, uh, you know, like the bitch you've been to space, uh, and the fact that he was fooled by Quentin Beck because Fury is the best spy in the world. I don't know if he gets fo- fooled by that. Another hint is when he says to Peter that uh, he's from Earth, but not your Earth. Uh, apparently, he does not say our our Earth. He says your. That's Earth. true. Or he says your planet or something, you know? Uh, So it's uh, your world or something, you know? Like, he he says your instead of our. So um, there's hints throughout the whole thing. And I think that's what makes this post-credit scene, makes the movie better. Uh, You kind of can go back and look for the hints and be like, you know, that was set up the whole time. Like, it's not a twist out of left field like some movies and stuff do. You know, it's, it's laid in the groundwork for it. And... Nick Fury is in space with the other scrolls, and what he's probably setting up is uh, for people that don't know, there is a just like Shield was for like the world. Uh, there's an intergalactic version of Shield that's called Sword. Uh, S W O R D. It spells something else out, but they call it Sword, and that's almost more of like instead of being a defense, it's more like they're taking the fight to them, right? Like a sword would. Um, so maybe, and it's more about intergalactic threats. So maybe Fury's thinking, you know, Thanos came and I had the Avengers ready to react, but now we have to kind of like do something where we don't, we're not reacting, we're acting, we're proactive, you know? Um, so maybe that's what they're, what they're building for. And I think maybe that might be what Captain Marvel 2 is about. Maybe that's our first glimpse of Captain Marvel 2. Yeah, so when do you think that's going to take place after everything then? Yeah, I know before people were like, maybe Captain Marvel 2 is still a flashback. I think that's not the case. I think that's going to still have to take place now with, now that we have the Skrulls up there, we have Fury up there. I think, I think the, I think Fury and the Skrulls stay with Captain Marvel in that franchise. I think they continue onward with her. Um, I mean, Fury can bounce around wherever. But I think this is also a great way to introduce the Fantastic Four, is if they somehow, in, you know, try to get the Fantastic Four to do a space mission for S.W.O.R.D., and that's how they get exposed to their gamma rays or something. I think it's such an easy way to add those characters in now. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I like I, to see that they're still kind of there. Yeah, you know what? And I was like, I was not expecting these scrolls or anything like that. Was 
that was really cool. When it when they changed back, at first I thought it was only going to be Maria that changed back. But Me too. <laughs> when it was him too, and I was like, oh, it's Talos, and he's so good by Ben Ben Mendelsohn. He is one of the highlights yeah. of Captain Marvel. So to see that, it was like amazing. Uh, but let's get a little bit into the actual into the actual movie now that we're kind of calming down a bit. But uh, you've been calm. I haven't been calm. But. <laughs> uh, my favorite part of this movie, I really love Ned and Betty's relationship. Uh, Ned's, you know, like, oh, come on, we're going to be bachelors. And then as soon as they get off the plane, it's I knew it was coming, but with the babe. And that really yeah. reminded me of you and Zach uh, in high school. Uh, you just always were like, babe this and babe that. It just... It was funny. Um, I but, just liked Peter's face, like, what is oh, happening? My other favorite part, I love the teacher. What's his name? Mr. Harrington? Yeah. The the chaperone uh, played by Martin Starr. He was great in the first one. He is outstanding in this one. Uh, I love when he talks about, he's just so awkward, but I love when he talks about how his wife uh, blipped or uh, faked her blip and ran off with somebody else and He's like, we held a fake funeral for her, but it was a, well, I thought it was a real funeral, you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he, he was great, and uh, he had so many great one-liners and, and moments. And especially when he's like, well, come on, Peter, we're going to switch with this and this with the whole perfume thing that they made up on the, on the plane. Some cool stuff, too, is the movies that Peter's, are, Peter's looking through to watch... Uh, on the flight, I really want to get a good look of that next time because one of them was a t- documentary of Tony Stark. Another one is something I'd like a documentary about the snap or something, and I think there was another little Easter egg one in there too. So I want to get a good view of that. Um, overall, I think the movie takes a little bit to get going, but when it gets going, it gets really good. I, I think where it really starts picking up for me is once Mysterio turns full bad guy, I think that's when it really starts picking up and uh, just becomes amazing. I agree. At first, I was like, I don't understand where else this is going to go. At what point does he become bad? And like I told you, I think, I thought that, like, when he, I want to say absorbs. I don't know. That's the only way I can think of it. Like, when he absorbs, you know bad guy in the original scene or whatever and he says makes it seem like he's going to sacrifice himself yeah what he should have done a long time ago and all that at first i was you know still under the belief that all of that was real so i thought oh my gosh he's like going to absorb him and then it's going to change him and he's going to be bad Uh. like that was what my thought process was but then i was confused because they're sitting there at the bar and he's giving him the glasses and he's like telling him no and he seems normal so i'm like at what point does something happen you know and like he becomes bad and then all that stuff happens and it's like oh now i see and now i know where it's going because it kind of not that it felt slow it was just like i have no idea where this is going right then it was like like you said that's when you really feel like okay this is where it picks up and right 
Yeah, because I think that, uh, like, I'm not a big fan of the drone scene on the bus. Um, uh, you know, because I feel like it, it just, it, it didn't seem like, I don't know, there's got to be a better way to get the picture off of the phone than him trying to, like, uh, get this drone to do it. Um, I don't think he realized. No, I know, I know, but. He didn't mean for that. He was just trying to see, like. It just seemed a little contrived, because every time he would get the get the glasses, something would happen where he could not say to turn it off. You know, they would either fall off of him, or they would say, I can't hear you, and he'd have to yell it and make himself right. so. So it just, you know, made it a little, uh, it went on a little long, I think, but. Um, I think when you actually, man, some of this have some of the best action ever. That whole illusion scene where, like, the other Spider-Men are, like, climbing on top of him, and then... Oh, yeah. And then he's, like, in New York, and then it turns out to be in a snow globe, but no, it's actually Mysterio's helmet. Like, oh, that is so cool looking. Uh, so much good stuff with that. Um... And I love Happy in this. Happy throwing the shield, and he's just like, how does Cap do that? Uh, yeah, just so many good little things, um, that really played well. I mean, I think, I don't, I, I think Homecoming might be better, but I think I, I need to see this more times. I, I think that'll help, you know, um, cause like you said, sometimes you're going through the first time and you're like, don't really know where it's going, but now that I know where it's going the f- second time, maybe I'll be able to enjoy some other aspects of it or something that uh you know really works with it but it was a nice roller coaster mysterio is one of the best villains i'm glad they went he's he looks so cool and i really like that they are choosing different villains um you know if we do get more than three films I think we will get Green Goblin eventually, but it, it will have been so long since we have gotten Green Goblin. It's going to be so worth it. Yeah. It's going to be so worth it. Same thing with Doc, uh, Doc Ock, I think. It's going to be, it's been so long that we'll get to a point where it's, you know, where it's time for them to come back, I think. And I'm, I love the, you know, the way that they used some side characters and villains in the, in the um, first Spider-Man with, like, the Tinker and Shocker uh, with Vulture. I think they kind of did this here with, um, I was telling you before, off-air, but the Chameleon is actually the first villain that Spider-Man ever faces in the comics. And his name is Dimitri. The scary bus driver, the one that never talks, was named Dimitri. And... Now that we know that that Fury and Maria Hill were uh, scrolls, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that they make this chameleon a scroll to give him the shape-shifting ability instead. I think instead of having him have some other sort of tech or other ability, I think it's real easy to just make that Dimitri either half scroll or full scroll and be in the chameleon that way. And for some reason, turning bad at, at some point and being a bad scroll, I could totally see them doing that. But I think they're heading towards the Sinister Six. That's a big, you know, 
we already got a few of them. Scorpion, who's in Far From, uh, who's in Homecoming, in the prison cell. Uh, Vulture, Mysterio. Um, if we do get Chameleon, and then like Craven and, and and somebody else in like Green Goblin or somebody, you get there's a, your, your Sinister Six or so. So. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to get that. Um, I don't know if it's the next movie, but maybe the one after that, we get them all coming after him now that they, especially now that they know his identity, uh, they could all come after him. Yeah, that's true. But the, the future's bright for Spider-Man, I think, and, uh, I'm definitely with you with, when's the next Spider-Man? It's probably in two years, uh, for people. It's probably going to be this week in two years. Because Spider-Man always releases in July, this first week of July. So, um, if they do, then that's probably gonna be four movies in 2021 because we only have two next year. 2021 is supposedly going to have Black Panther 2, Doctor Strange 2, and uh, Shang Chi. So you're probably gonna get Spider-Man in there as well. Lots to look forward to. Any other thoughts or funny moments before we move on and leave? Uh, I don't think so. I really liked Happy and the whole Happy and the Ant thing. That part. I love Happy. Keep him in these Spider-Man movies. I love it. Yeah, I know. He's so good. Um, Quick note. Have you seen that there's a show on Netflix called The Chef Show and it's John Favreau? Yeah, yeah, he actually cooks. He likes cooking. But yeah, uh, he had a movie called series. Chef too. But yeah, I actually watched a clip of the uh, of the one that where they have the Avengers on there. They had like Tom, I think, uh, Robert Downey, and I think the uh, the Russos were on there. I think. But the yeah. The first episode, I think it's the first episode. Gwyneth Paltrow is there. They had what? Gwyneth Paltrow on. Oh, cool. And she helps him cook. Is that where she they forgot talk, that she was on Spider Man? Talked about like different things from one of the or so. Is that where she forgot she was in Spider-Man? Do you remember that? I saw a clip going on online oh, with yeah, them yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and him being like, "Oh, remember Spider-Man?" and she's like, "What? We weren't in Spider-Man or something." And he was like, "Yeah, yeah with the ring and everything." She's like, "Oh, that was Spider-Man?" <laughs> but yeah, so I'm super excited. Spider-Man's my favorite character. He's been my favorite character since I was a kid, so to finally see him being done right, and now I really feel like we're getting into, like I like Homecoming, I like Infinity War and Endgame, but I want them to kind of start moving, and they started doing this, moving away from him being in Iron Man's shadow, and I want him, and I think that's what this first trilogy, if they do more than one of Spider-Man, is really going to be about. It's going to be about him coming out from the shadow, and then I think from there on he becomes kind of like the face of this Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, That's part of me why I think that they've... why they might do more than three is because the first two, he's still learning. He's really just now getting down the the whole Peter Tingle thing. And... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love that Happy calls it that, too. It's just like... um, yeah, so I, but let me tell you, I, I can, I am so happy I was not spoiled on those post-credit scenes. That first one, 
I was literally like, that is a game changer. And I cannot yeah. believe that people walk out of the theater before that. There are going to be people that have no idea what people are online talking about. Yeah. Um, cause that is, and, and even the other one's really relevant. Like a lot of times recently, the second one has been a joke. Not like I'm calling them names. I'm just saying like, you know, no, in yeah, Captain Marvel, funny. it's just goose hacking up the Tesseract. Well, that's what I thought then after that. I was like, oh, it's just going to be something funny, you know? Right, but they're both very relevant and uh, to the future of this, and also that gives you a whole reveal that Fury wasn't Fury the whole time. Like, some, if if you stayed for even just the first one, you're still missing out on the full story of the, of the right, thing. Right. You know, like sometimes they're not really part of the same story. They're just like a little tag. I um, just, you know what my other funny thing is? <laughs> is that Lucas yesterday was like, Right, like, you don't want to spoil it and tell people that Spider-Man got hit by a train. Yeah, like, yeah. Dude, that is so not relevant to anything. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, the, the like difference is, if you tell somebody he got hit by a train, you don't know when. Because the thing is, it's not like it's setting up the train, it's in an illusion, so you don't even know it until it actually happens. Um, yeah. But that's funny that he was so focused on that. Uh, I love the Dutch jersey... Uh, that, that he's wearing, uh, you know, I'm a soccer fan for people that don't know. So I liked seeing a little bit of soccer in there. Uh, and the fans from the Dutch, uh, Netherlands, um, who the USA play on Sunday in the World Cup final for women. So, um, but yeah, I really feel like we're getting into the heart of Spider-Man now. These are some of the best villains in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm glad... I'm glad they're updating them too. So if, for people that don't know, Mysterio is usually a stunt, uh, stunt guy, special effect guy that works on movies, and he does use illusions and you know like projections and stuff. But it's also all based in him being like an actor and liking special effects and stuff. Uh, I like that they used that they can lean on the Stark tech and that they can build this in with the barf. Like that was perfect. Uh, yeah. I can't believe I didn't think of that. You know, you're like, how did they, like, think of that? Um, and now that will make you really think differently of Civil War, too. When you're watching Civil War and him doing the bar check, you're like, there's Quentin Beck back there, like, pissed off, and he's going to go get angry. You know, like, it really changes, like, your view of it. Um, but, yeah, this is really the end of Phase 3 before we go into Phase 4. Uh... I love that they addressed the life after the blip. You know, I love how they showed them all come back in the middle of that basketball game or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the fact that they called a blip, <laughs> dude, just seems yeah. kind of comical. When that one kid in the beginning is talking about how his younger brother is now older. <laughs> she was like, it's time to move on. Yeah, yeah. She's like, it's just math, or whatever. Uh, but yeah, uh, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here is May. May of next year is our next one with Black Widow, so that's going to be a prequel. Uh, which is kind of a letdown, because then you're like, oh, I just want to see what happens next. Um, and uh, then Eternals, which I don't think is going to have anything to do with Spider-Man anyway. I don't think we're even going to get a, a gap for Spider-Man. I think it's going to pick up. It has to pick up right where it left off to see 
how he reacts and how he handles this with everybody knowing uh, so I don't think there's going to be another gap like there was with yeah. it being years later you know alright well I think that's where we will wrap it up uh, where can people find you you can find me on Instagram at Adventures, A-L-G-U-I-R-E Adventures and Behind the Greens Podcast you can follow us on Twitter at BT Disney Podcast, Facebook.com slash Beyond the Dreams Podcast. That's about all. So have a great rest of your weekend and uh, enjoy uh, yeah, enjoy the weekend. Bye. They'll come back. Because we'll need them to. Bye.